0: From across the table, my captain is glaring daggers, but I have no fucking idea why. I just stare back, wondering what his problem is this time. I showed up to this dumb spaghetti dinner, even though I'd rather be with that cute waitress from the barbecue joint, showing her some fire hose techniques, if you know what I mean. Though from the way she winked at me and wrote her number on my receipt, I have the feeling she already knows her way around one. Porter's still glaring, and now his jaw flexes a little, the way it does when he's really annoyed, but I still don't know why. I wore my only button-down shirt, a tie, and khaki slacks, so I look like a twenty-year-old interviewing to be the bag boy at the grocery store. I'm not really paying attention to the tap-dancing kids or the high schoolers reciting poetry, but come the fuck on, none of us are. This is the boring part of the job. The part where the people whose towns didn't get burned down tell us how glad they are about it. Sure, it's nice of them. But I'd rather be doing pretty much anything else right now. Hell, I'd rather be digging a fire break in 90 degree heat, watching smoke rise from trees a quarter mile away. At least that's exciting. The kids up front stop tap dancing and everyone applauds. I put down my plastic fork and join in, and even Porter looks away from me for a moment. Then the guy with the grey hair, I think he's the mayor or something, if this town is even big enough for a mayor, comes back and starts saying something. I glance down at my plate and suddenly I realize what Ryan was so annoyed about. My plastic silverware is in a pile on my plate, broken into tiny pieces. It's topped by my napkin, also torn into tiny shreds. I've never been able to sit still. I need action, I need things to do, or I start getting a little stir-crazy. That's when I do shit like tear napkins into tiny pieces. Porter once compared me to a dog who tears the house up out of boredom when the owners were gone. And even though I wasn't crazy about the comparison, he had a point. I sit back in my chair and cross my arms in front of my chest, giving Porter a happy now look. He turns away, and I wonder how much longer I have to sit here. I don't do this job for the thanks, or to save lives, or any of that heroic shit. I do this because it's exciting, it's thrilling. It's the only thing that comes close to being in a war zone. The mayor, or whatever, is still talking, but at least he's wrapping it up. Next, I'd like to give the floor to the senior ranger from Copper Creek Division, Jennifer Tetson. Jennifer? A chair somewhere behind me scrapes against the tile, and as heels click toward the front of the room, I pray that this endless dinner is nearly over. Then, Jennifer Tetson comes into view, her back to me, and I sit up a little straighter. Her ass in that skirt might make up for the last hour I've spent listening to kids sing off-key. Hell, that ass might be worth another hour of sappy, patriotic songs and bad poetry. She threads her way past a few more tables, my eyes glued to her. I feel Captain Porter glaring at me again, but it's way beyond my power to stop watching the way her hips move under her professional but tight skirt. Plus, there's something familiar about her that I can't put my finger on. That's just deja vu, I think. How many times have you watched a hot girl walk across a room? I'm not convincing, even to myself. Jennifer, I think trying to jog my memory. The name doesn't ring a bell, but it's not like I can remember every woman's name, and I've met plenty of forest rangers in my line of work. Then she reaches the microphone, says something to the mayor, and turns around. My mouth actually drops open. Holy shit. It's Clementine. For a moment, I just blink at her, My mind goes blank with surprise. Then I manage to pull my mouth shut and start spinning through possibilities. Did she change her name? I think. Does she have a twin?